I'm Brett Chang. And I'm Jay Rosenthal, and this is your Peak Daily for TGIF, January 7th, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance, and tech, all in less than seven minutes. Brett, this is not business, finance, or tech, but it is news that made me giggle. Did you see that the Pope has a problem with pet owners? Yeah, I saw. He doesn't like pet owners. He doesn't like people who choose to have pets over kids. So you must feel very virtuous today. I do. I have two kids, no pets, but I'm not Catholic. So maybe I'm doing some things right and some things wrong. What do you think? I don't understand the critique, really. Like, uh, you know, if I want to have pets, I can have pets. If I want to have kids, I can have kids. You know, maybe people who have pets should have kids. You, know, you take that into consideration. Anyways, it all sounds very dated to me. But, you know, it's he's the Pope, right? So it has some weight to it. Are we going to get hate mail because we're joking about the Pope? I'm not joking about the Pope. I take the Pope very seriously. I think that's why we're talking about it. But, it, you know, it is like, uh, yeah, I, I, you know, it wouldn't be the first hate mail we've gotten. Let's put it that way. That's probably true. Aside from pet ownership, parenthood, the Pope, what do we have for Peak Palace today? It's a lot of peas. That's a lot of peas for our first story. It's the no home zone for our second story, the new New York Times. And for our third story, France finds. <laughs> it's hard to say that. For our first story, we don't need a crystal ball to tell you and all of our listeners that housing market in Canada, specifically in Toronto and Vancouver, is really, really heating up. Toronto and Vancouver saw home sales shoot up by 7% and 28% respectively. Brett, want to tell the peak pals why it'll be a while before you want a home? Oh, we don't have enough time for that, Jay. But I can tell you this, I'm rich in friendship and that's what counts. So Statistics Canada published their home price index and they found that Toronto and Vancouver have seen similar house price increases. The average selling price of a home in Toronto area was $1 million in 2021, and that was up 17.8% from 2020 in just one year. Vancouver's benchmark price increased by 17% to $1.2 million from 2020 to 2021. That is a lot of money in one year that house prices have gone up. It certainly is. And a little economics 101 for you now, Brett. The apparent real driver of price increases? Limited supply. Both Toronto and Vancouver saw new listings fall last month. The just over 3,000 listings in Toronto and the just over 5,000 listings in Greater Vancouver were the lowest on record for a number of decades, making matters worse. It appears that Toronto and Vancouver's taxes on foreign home buyers and the supply crunch are doing little to control home prices. So I guess that effort to curb home prices just didn't pan out, Brett. So as a homeowner myself, <laughs> is there a reason why I should care about the hot housing market? Well, way to rub it in, Jay. And all I can say is think of your kids, okay? Officials from both cities are on the hot seat to figure out how to cool down their housing markets as it looks like the housing affordability crisis is it's the worst it's been in over 30 years. And many people, not me, but a lot of people have given up owning a home. I'm still, I'm still holding on to that dream. Well, you may not own a home, Brett, but you do have a few sappy seal NFTs. So there's that. I only have one and all it takes is one. Uh, this thing is going to the moon. Good luck. For our second story, New York Times has agreed to buy subscription-based sports site The Athletic for $550 million, helping expand the New York Times digital offerings. Uh, Jay, The Athletic is my go-to source for all leaps and Raptors news, and so I'm kind of interested slash concerned about what's going on here. So you would call yourself an athletic supporter? No, I call myself an athlete, <laughs> and I've called myself that since I was 13. Fair enough. Well, keep calling yourself that. The New York Times agreed to buy The Athletic after wrapping up a year of talks, seeing value in the subscription-first business model that has helped it weather steep declines in advertising and print readership. The Athletic is a sports news service that prides itself on hiring the best local sports writers for each market to provide the best local sports journalism around. 
They've got 1.2 million subscribers, which through this deal will help the New York Times reach its own goal of hitting 10 million subscribers by 2025. But there's a but, Brett. What is it? Well, first, I wonder if they count me twice because I'm both a New York Times and an athletic supporter. So that might be a way to fudge the numbers. But gaining those new subscribers will come at a steep cost for the New York Times. The Athletic says it won't be profitable until next year, which is, which some view as code for never. And by the way, this deal was done in a multiple of revenue, not on profit. And much of that lack of profitability can be attributed to its high operating expenses. Imagine this. It actually is expensive to hire the best journalists in each individual city which might explain why it's biotox with Axios, Fox, and even the New York Times once all fell apart. So Jake, this seems like a huge deal. Any idea what the broader importance is for media? Sure. This deal really solidified the New York Times as the biggest news provider in the US, adding 1.2 million subscribers to their already huge base, gets them really close to their 10 million subscriber goal. Plus, they're building up their sports capabilities, which have been, I don't know, lacking at the New York Times for a very long time. So this does seem like a pretty big deal. For our last story, France hit Google and Facebook with over $216 million in fines for flouting privacy rules. Brett, I'm shocked, shocked that Facebook and Google are flouting privacy rules. What's going on in France? So France's privacy watchdog, and I'm going to say the name and put my grade nine French to use here. Uh, the Commission Nationale d'Informatique et de Liberté fined Facebook and Google for making it hard for users to reject tracking cookies on their website. So the CNIL said that Google and Facebook require users in France to make several clicks to refuse cookies. That's very annoying. Where they should be fine for that being annoying. Or does it <laughs> take just one click to accept them? For some context, cookies give websites valuable tracking information and data, which allow them to serve you better ads or more profitable ads. And the cookies that I really like are not the ones on the websites, but actually the ones on Queen West in Toronto. So shout out to cookies. This is an especially interesting case because of how French regulators approach the action. Google and Facebook, both based in Ireland, can take their time addressing violations of the GDPR, which is the standard EU digital privacy legislation, because of how slow moving that process is. But in this case, France applied another set of rules dubbed the e-privacy directive to get around GDPR's really burdensome bureaucracy. So, Brett, that's in France. But is there a reason why we should care about all of this in Canada? Well, there actually is, and it's something to keep an eye on. The proposed Bill C-11 would bring a similar data privacy law to Canada, but changes in discussions around this bill are still ongoing, and I pray to God they don't make me uh, accept cookies every time I go to a website. Big Pals, thanks for making us the most listened to and only daily Canadian business podcast in the country. If you've got a second, why not follow this podcast on your app of choice, leave us a review and share it with family and friends. And if you want more Peak, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at readthepeak.com. As always, thanks to Dale Richardson and 306 Media Productions for putting together this episode. Thank you, Dale. And thank you, Brett. And I just want to clarify before I get struck by lightning. I don't have anything against Catholics or the Pope. I just thought it was funny that he came out against pet ownership. I stand by what I said. No retraction oh. here. <laughs> well, we're going to look for a new host. Have a good day, Brett. Yeah.